I wanted to make this episode as an explanation as well as a follow-up. Almost exactly a year ago, I quit making any and all content. I had just walked away from everything I was doing, and I didn't care what was going to happen. Or at least that's what I thought. A year later, I was playing around on TikTok and started seeing some users that were making Disney content, and I got teary-eyed. I realized how badly I missed it. So I went over to my computer, and I tried to salvage what I had left. My hosting site had removed all of my episodes, understandably so. Facebook deleted my page for Armchair Imagineer, and so my only hope was that I had kept the finished audio files of my past episodes somewhere. I got to work rebuilding the Facebook page, securing my host, and creating a Podfan account, which I'll talk about later. And I began digging through the massive amount of files on my computer. Family vacations, music, funny pictures, years and years of work-related stuff that I just can't bring myself to delete, because what if as soon as I delete it, it's just that one time that I end up needing it? And then there it was, a sign from the heavens. I found the file, and it was aptly named Armchair Imagineer Podcasts Do Not Delete. It was a backup. I couldn't believe that I actually had made a backup. So I hoped and I prayed that I had backed up everything into that file, and I did. I opened it, and I immediately began re-uploading all the episodes that made sense, admittedly omitting a couple episodes that now don't really make sense because they're out of context or the information just isn't pertinent anymore. After getting to rediscovering the rides, it made me realize how I could do do a follow-up to that to those episodes and then do another five or six. A lot of you really enjoyed those and had actually sent me emails at some point asking me to cover your favorite ride, which I would be happy to do. I would also like to do a revisiting the rides on rides that are no longer there. I'm looking at you, Alien Encounter. That being said, I want to make it clear that everything up to this point, I'm going to call season one. And from here until I find a good stopping point, we're going to call season two. I have some ideas and some plans to to do some live specials and stuff like that. I'm even working on getting some guests to try to mix things up a bit. But now to talk about Podfan. Podfan is a platform that allows me to upload all my normal content, but allow a membership option and create content exclusive for those members. I'm in no way, shape, or form saying that you need to be a member to be able to get this content. You'll always get the best content that I'm able to create every week uploaded publicly for free. This would just be a reward for those wanting to support the podcast monetarily. And if all goes well, I might be able to make a YouTube channel for the purpose of being able to upload show visuals or a place to back up the podcasts again, as well as creating new and more content. I'm happy, I'm feeling good, and I'm ready to make some content for you and the whole family to enjoy. So let's cue the theme music and let's get this episode and season rolling. Welcome back, Armchair Imagineers. So last time we talked about the Pirates of the Caribbean, the Enchanted Tiki Room, Carousel of Progress, Tower of Terror, Expedition Everest, and finally the Haunted Mansion. I adore those attractions. Since we've last talked, there really haven't been any big changes with the rides outside of what was already planned and that we talked about in that episode. I would like to talk about a ride that many people are extremely divisive on. Personally, I love the ride, and I think the history is pretty interesting. Roughly... One year after Epcot opened its gates to 
the world, Disney veteran Tony Baxter, as well as Steve Kirk, created an 11-minute dark ride that they called Journey into Imagination. The attraction opened on March 5, 1983, in the Future World section of Epcot. The ride takes you above the clouds where you meet the Dreamfinder, piloting his Dreammobile, which is a bizarre amalgamation of blimp meets the junk drawer. After meeting the Dreamfinder, he explains that he's collecting dreams to create new things, moments later creating Figment the Dragon. The ride continues as you see Figment and Dreamfinder get into an assortment of hijinks and shenanigans, all while explaining how important it is to use and maintain an active imagination. The ride would come to an end, but you wouldn't just leave the area and continue on your way. Oh, no, no. You would walk down a corridor made of rainbows and enter Imageworks, a place where you would now be able to flex that imagination with a plethora of activities. The ride was a hit, a certified hit. Guests loved it. But in October of 1998, a little over 15 years after its opening, Journey into Imagination would close for a major refurbishment. Almost exactly a year from the day it closed, the renovations were completed and Journey into your imagination was reopened to the public, boasting a new name, a new ride, a new story. The new ride now had the theme based on Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, featuring Eric Idle of Monty Python fame as Dr. Nigel Channing. The attraction had several updates, used new technology from Imagineering, but it was missing a major component, Figment. He had been reduced to a few small cameos, the pre-show movie, and a constellation that you can see in one of the ride scenes. The ride opened in 1999, and it was promptly closed in 2001 to undergo refurbishments once again. This time, the ride would reopen in June of 2002 with another name change, Journey into Imagination with Figment. The little purple dragon was finally back home. Nobody puts Figment in the corner. The show was changed, but still had a focus on Eric Idle's Dr. Channing as you rode around in an Omnimover through the Institute that was established one iteration ago. But this time, you follow Figment as he explores different senses and then eventually through his own home, where he sets his imagination free and things get admittedly a little weird, even for me. One of the best parts was, it wasn't that just Figment was back, but the Sherman Brothers song, One Little Spark was back. It's a lovely, charming ride but it misses the mark on what it really means to imagine. Fans enjoyed the ride a lot better than the previous one, but it still just was not as popular as the original. It was still missing something. It was still missing the Dreamfinder. Since the initial reimagining of Journey, the Dreamfinder has never really been used in the parks, not as a character or even on merchandise. The only mention I've seen of him in the parks is a single door in the queue for Journey that reads Dean Finder. From 2002 to 2009, there's nothing that really happened with the ride. But in 2010, Kodak actually ended its sponsorship of the pavilion after 28 years of sponsorship. In 2020, during the holiday season, they decided it was time to give Fig an ugly Christmas sweater. But other than that, nothing's changed. It's a ride with a long, varied history. Journey into Imagination is a one that is very polarizing for most folks. You either love it or hate it. But we can all agree that the second version was a travesty and should serve as the watermark for how not to renovate a ride. With guests slowly losing interest in the ride, there were some brief whispers that the ride would be closed and replaced with anything else. But those were silenced fairly quickly. Journey, much like the Carousel of Progress, are true staples of some of the last connections to Imagineering of yesterday. And in these cases, a little nostalgia never hurt anyone. Much like the ride's iconic song, 
all it took was one little spark for Tony Baxter to come out of retirement to work on Splash Mountain's overhaul. And now, he's got his sights set on Journey into Imagination. So maybe, just maybe, we'll see the Dreamfinder once again. <laughs> 